Hey, it's Michelle Siraki with Pitbull Advocates of America, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this inspires you and challenges you, and I hope that it equips you to attach action to your advocacy. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, welcome to Pitbull Advocates of America, the podcast. I'm Michelle Siraki, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Victoria Holfeld. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. Fantastic. We got a little bit of sleep. (laughs) A little bit of sleep. A little bit of sleep. Late podcasting night last night, but we're back at it this morning. Bright and early. Here we are. Here we are. With a really great episode coming up. I'm excited about this one. Me too. It's the one with the first brick. Interesting. I like the title, too. I know. I know. Very suspenseful. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So if you listened last episode, you heard about how Pitbull Advocates of America has an overall goal of uniting advocates with a consistent advocacy strategy. Yep. We feel like this is really important because we're all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. As advocates, we're not on the same page on how to advocate for the dogs we love so much. We're just not. We're all over the board. Yeah, we really are. And it's hurting the cause. Yeah. We're not getting as much traction and we're not getting to where we really want to go. And we want to go farther this decade and in the future farther faster. Yep. So we know that humans love replication. We know that they love consistency. We know that this is how we kind of develop our truths, what Mm -hmm. we see over and over again, what we hear over and over again. And unfortunately, this has been proven true in what happened to pit bull type dogs. Yes, it has. Their reputation and the nickname Pitbull has gotten to be so incredibly negative and people are so fearful of these animals because of what they've seen and heard over and over and over again. Yep. So our idea is that we get this army of advocates mm. that have this consistent message and this consistent strategy and we move forward so that now society is seeing new things over and over and they're hearing different things over and over and it's starting to become their new truth. Yep. So last episode also we talked about laying down the foundation for what this advocacy strategy looks like. Mm -hmm. And no matter how long you've been advocating, I think it's okay to kind of peel back some of what you've been doing and hopefully open up to this idea and to this consistent strategy that we want to have all of our advocates using. We want to help people elevate their advocacy. You know, we're not born knowing how to advocate. It's something that comes with experience and growth and... Right. And we want to help you guys do that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't advocate the way that I did 20 years ago or the way that I did 10 years ago. Yeah. Or the way that I did last year. Yeah. Even. Yeah. And we're supposed to grow and evolve as people and as advocates. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. Absolutely. So last episode, we kind of laid down this foundation of creating communities that value dogs as companions. And what we talked about was that we feel like that's really the root of the problems that if we're going to rehabilitate these two words, Pitbull, this nickname, where we need to start is at the absolute most basic beginning that we can figure out. And that is in communities. And that is with them valuing their dogs 
as companions. So that's our foundation. Today, what we want to do is put a brick on top of that really solid foundation. So we want to lay a, a brick on that foundation. And that first brick that we deemed the first brick mm-hmm. is is actually how to advocate. Yeah, we're going to go through talking about seven key points to advocacy today. You may not have known there were seven, but there are seven. There's probably about 70. Well, sure. Yeah. 700. <laughs> yes. Somehow over the last... I don't even know how long we've boiled this down to seven. Yes. Seven key points that really gets to the heart of how to advocate appropriately and how to elevate your advocacy. We had to have a starting point. This is really going to be it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go through a really generalized overview of these seven key points. We're also going to have separate podcasts later on that really takes a deep dive into all of this. But for right now, this podcast, we're just going to go through it a little bit. Yeah, kind of gloss over it, introduce you to what our strategy is. All right, so let's get started. What's number one? Yeah, this is so exciting. This is my favorite way to advocate, and it is the way that I feel I'm most successful when I'm able to incorporate this one little question. Yeah. And it's a one word. It is. Question. It's mind-blowing, actually, when you truly think about it. It really is. It's just asking why. What? This is such an incredibly powerful tool. You really can't imagine how powerful just stopping what you're doing and asking why can be. Yeah, there is a reason for people's fear and discourse and their anger. And really, it's up to us as advocates to try to understand the other side. Asking why is a great first step to be able to understand the other side. Yeah, and we can't expect them to understand what we're talking about until we understand their side. Yep, absolutely. So it's give and take. For sure. Yeah. And it's a powerful question. And I feel like it kind of de-escalates everything a little bit. I was in PetSmart with Tank one day and we came walking down the aisle and there was a lady and her child and she screamed at him, literally screamed, grabbed her child and ran the other direction. And I immediately felt the anger just boiling up inside me. Like we did absolutely nothing to her. We were just walking into a store. Mm -hmm. I had to get that anger in check though. And I was like, okay, what's the first step? Gotta ask why, gotta ask why. Yeah. So I went up to her and I was like, ma'am, would you like to pet my dog? And she was like, no, I can't do that. And she grabbed her son and she She walked back a little bit and I was like, okay, can I ask you why? And she said, sure. You know, the look on her face was like, what? Okay. People are caught off guard. Yeah, they're taken aback a little bit. Yeah. And I think that it's that first little step, though. It is. It opens the door really to more conversation. Yes, yes, Yeah, which is what we ended up having. It turns out she was bit by a pitbull type dog. She Mm. was put into a situation she shouldn't have been put in. Mm. She went near a mama dog and her puppies. And sometimes that can be a recipe for disaster, especially in this case. She had no experience with this dog prior. So she ended up getting bitten pretty bad. She needed surgery. So from her point of view, any dog that looked like that dog, which just that day happened to be Tank, she was horrified of because that reminded her of that one time she got seriously injured. I couldn't blame her. You know, that anger was justified. That fear, actually, it was truly fear. It came out as anger, as we all know. Fear does tend to come out as anger. Yeah. But I couldn't be mad at that. There was no way. No. And now after she told her story, Mm -hmm. how did you feel inside? So you said that you were super angry. Your body was bubbling up. And then you took a moment. You went. 
You asked why. She told you her story. Then how did you feel? I was taken aback then. I was like, oh, okay, you have a legitimate reason. Like, I understand you now. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. Right. Like, genuinely, I felt bad. Because can you imagine going through life, seeing a dog and just having this immediate fear response? You grab your child and scream? Right. It's got to be awful. I didn't want that for her. Right. So we had a conversation and asking why led to that conversation. And we went back and forth. And I told her about Tank, and you could see her body just, oh, yeah, you know, like take a deep breath. And you weren't angry anymore, right? No, I wasn't angry at all. I couldn't be. Right. As soon as you got her truth and her story, right, and you realized. That it wasn't what we think a lot of times as people advocates, right? When we're early on in our advocacy or if we're deep rooted in our advocacy, but we're like, oh, they hate my dog and they hate me. For no reason. And there's no reason. Exactly. Or for what they see in the media. Right. Right. And that wasn't the case. And man, when you guys start asking why, you are going to find out that eight out of ten times ish that's Mm -hmm. not the case you have a fabulous asking why story that i can't wait to do the podcast on this one because it's the best why (laughs) story ever it's fantastic you guys have to tune into that one way to way to tease way to tease that one out fantastic i'm so excited for it yeah yeah well and then this really leads us into the second key right because Mm -hmm. we're talking a lot about your anger that you felt right away, that first emotion that came in right out of the gate. And our second key to a consistent advocacy strategy is learning to harness our emotions. And this is a really, really hard one. This is one that takes practice. Like it doesn't come naturally. You know, like I actually had to step back and check myself, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not natural at all. And sometimes we let our anger just get the best of us and it kind of snowballs into something that it shouldn't be. So that's why this one is so hard. But honestly, practice makes it easier. Practice, practice, practice. And the fact that it's not personal. So I took it personal immediately. So believing that. Exactly. Like believing that. And I think that sometimes there's the old saying, fake it until you make it. For sure. So if you're sitting in your car or at home and you're making dinner and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, you know, like, oh, yeah, right. It's not personal. First of all, Victoria just shared a really great story about where it wasn't personal at all. It had nothing to do with her. It had nothing to do with Tank. But second of all, I can see how you might have had a lot of your own experiences that might be leading you to believe that. So if you can kind of fake it until you make it. So go, okay, I'm just going to believe what they're saying Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to test it myself and see if it's really true, right? Yeah. So I'm going to try to be calm. I'm going to believe that it's not personal. I'm going to believe that it's not that people just dislike my dog, that they dislike pit bulls, because that's probably not even really what it is at all so many times. Right. Yeah. But this does, I was talking to an advocate, I think it was after a seminar or something, And she said something to me like, you know, how do you because you talk a lot about stuffing the emotions down and putting them away for a little bit. You know, she's like, how do you really do that? And can you really do it all the time? And I told her that literally it's a constant journey for me. I'm always practicing. And there are still to this day in 2020, there are still times 
where I get caught off guard. You always think I've heard it all. Right. Like I really sometimes think I've heard it all. It's yeah. so ridiculous, <laughs> but I really do. I've sure. heard a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, and somebody blows my mind yep. with something new. And because emotions, they actually fire your nervous system in your body. So yep. that's why you can really feel yep. emotions. And so it's like those prickly sensations in my chest. Sure. And yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me right now, man. Yeah. For me, yeah, I literally take a deep breath. It's the same way that I get through difficult dog situations. It's the exact same sure. way. So I just okay. And it's like, okay, nope, not now. Ask why and just chill out. Right. Just chill yep. out, Michelle, you know? And all of that is not coming out verbally or I'd seem really weird. Right. But it's no. all going on in my <laughs> yes. head. And yes. it's like, okay, just, you know, let's just slow down. Most of these people are probably really afraid. Exactly. Yeah. All rooted in fear, potentially, mm -hmm. you know, in some cases. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the less emotional you are when you're talking to them, the less emotional they're going to be. So, right. you know, you don't have the chance of it escalating if you guys just kind of check your emotions. And, you know, we feed off of each other, too. <sighs> I was know? just going to say I that. I was just going to yeah. like how you and I feed off of each <laughs> know, other, yeah. you know, which could be a really great thing. Right. Sometimes. But in these situations, it's such oh. a bad it thing. It can go south quickly. And then you name calling and then everybody's just mm -hmm. mad and no progress. Progress has been made. Right. We want progress to be made. That lady in PetSmart will probably never have a pitbull type dog as a pet. Right. That's okay. okay. If she can just look at one right. and remember our conversation, job done. Yeah. It's fine. I'm just curious. Did she ever touch Tank then? No. She okay. let her child touch Tank. Oh, that's huge. Yes. That's huge. Yes. Wow. It, it was like a, a millisecond yeah. and it was done and yeah. that's fine. You guys start oh my gosh, somewhere. It's, that's totally fine. It's it was totally fantastic. Fine. I was so proud of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a college once and this college kid came up to me and I had a therapy dog, Opal, with oh, me. Nice. But you guys don't know that she's just the sweetest little deaf, white, tiny little pit bull thing. She's a muffin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And she's so, to me, the least intimidating thing you've ever seen. Like <gasps> she's does. so sweet. She has this black skin under one eye and it looks like she has eyeliner on one eye, but yeah. then the other eye doesn't have it. Like she's just the cutest thing. And she has a brindle, like heart shaped brindle patch on her white body. Yeah. Like she's just sweet. She's but fantastic. this college kid came up and she didn't care if it was a pit bull or not, but she just mm -hmm. said, I'm really afraid of dogs. Can I touch your dog? Because yeah. it's such a powerful thing for folks that are afraid to touch this thing that'd be like me touching a spider different podcast but still oh, yeah. i would die right that yeah. makes me prickly inside right you now know, okay yeah. oh my gosh but anyway and so i turned opal around so that i was kind of cupping her head sure and this college kid just reached out her hand and just like touched her butt oh like the littlest bit and was like okay thank you and i was like great job you did great Progress. right yeah you know like it's it's funny what touch can be. That's why I was just, I just mm -hmm. wanted to ask real quick as an aside. And yeah. it's okay that the woman couldn't muster up that courage, but for her to have so much faith in you and in Tank right. to let her child yes. do that, that's... It's oh, pretty incredible. Such a great story. Yeah. See, now I'm getting emotional, but it's in a good way. <laughs> so it's yes. so good. Yes. So it's so good. So we were begging you to ask why. We're really stressing that you harness your emotions and that you don't get down on yourself if you aren't doing it really well. It takes a ton of practice. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if in 20 more years, mm -hmm. if I will not be having those actual sensations. I really do. No, you're human. I know. Of course you're going to have those actual sensations. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's going to blow me away. Right. 
Yeah, I in mean, another you have twenty a, years. Yeah, yep, you have a bad day. Stuff happens. Trigger stacking. Another <laughs> podcast. But like, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Right. It takes practice. Right, and it's funny how these all just kind of step right into each other. Yes, they do. Right, bricks and steps. I like it. Number three. Yeah. Never get defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Which this, is hard too. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so it's really funny. I was just going to say that this one though is a little bit easier. Oh man, don't you think it's an automatic though for people to get defensive? You know, like off the cuff? Yes, I guess I do. I guess I feel like if you're working toward harnessing your emotions though. So I, if you no. are doing that first, it makes it a lot easier then to not get defensive because that makes sense. So when we're talking about this in future podcast land, mm-hmm. These will probably be in one together. We'll probably couple these up, you know, and put it together. But we'll probably put these two together in a podcast where we're talking about harnessing your emotions and not getting defensive because they just really work together. They do. So well. But just simply walk away if that's what you need to do, though. Yeah, I mean, literally. Yeah, we've taught volunteers when they were doing booths. If you get into an argument or you feel yourself getting into an argument or you feel like it could go there, mm-hmm. take the donation jar <laughs> and walk away. Like that is that okay. Is exactly what we always said. Take the donation jar, though. Yes. Don't walk away and leave the donations on the table, please. Right. But you're right. Yeah, I mean, and we we were adamant in our training with our volunteers for this because there's no place for it. There's no winning Mm -hmm. in a public argument. There's really no winning in a private one either most of the time. But to get defensive when you're out and you're trying to advocate and there are those people, I'm going to get a whole bunch of people out in their cars whenever shit is nodding their heads right now. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many people that approach you and they're trying to pick a fight. Oh, yes. You of know, course. it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the sooner that you are able to not be real emotional and you can identify those folks yep. and you can say, you know what, I'm just I'm going to agree to disagree with you. I hope you have a really great day. Yep. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. And then because they really want to fight, they're probably going to keep trying. And this is when you sometimes just really literally have to walk away. Yep. Yeah. It's the only way to diffuse the situation. You're not going to be able to change everyone's mind. And that's okay. Right. You know, like you have to be okay with that. And you have to realize that like you can't pick a pick a fight with everybody that you come across. Right. You can't get defensive because again, that's not going to help anything in the long term. Yeah. I mean, being defensive means you're too emotional. Exactly. So, yeah. so it means you don't have your emotions far enough in check. Right. And so if you need to take some breaths and walk away, but we can't effectively advocate in that mind space anyway. No. You know, no. so we just did ask why number one, harness your emotions. Number two, never get defensive. Number three. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a majority, a vast amount of advocates out there mm-hmm. that do those things maybe backwards. So they sure. get into a situation, they get yeah. defensive, yep. then they get emotional and then they do not ask any questions. Right. Not yeah. even just a one word one. And this is why this is so important to us mm-hmm. to get out there Because that is a strategy that is being used a lot in advocacy in the United States right now. I'm defensive. I'm angry. 
I'm not asking questions. I'm not I'm not getting their side. Right. You're calling me names. I'm going to call you names. Right. We're just going to get stuck in this awful circle and not make any progress. Right. And now you've given that person a really bad image of what a pit bull owner is like. We're associating with our dogs. Mm-hmm. We're, you know. Yeah. All so, those pit bull people. They're nasty. Right. Don't get into an argument with them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not judging right now. Right. Totally in teacher mode. I used to do that. Exactly. We've all been there. We've all been there. And the thing is, is that we just went, oh, hang on. This isn't working. We need to do it a different way. Right. How can we do it? So we're asking you to consider flipping how your strategy might be going right now, starting at I'm defensive right away. I'm emotional and I'm close minded. We'd like you to flip that around, mm-hmm. open-minded, ask a question, get your emotions in check, don't be defensive. Yep. So this is like the first part, right? Yeah. Okay, so if we do this right, mm-hmm. I went off on a little tangent about doing it wrong, but so if we're doing it with the correct strategy, yep. we're asking why, we're harnessing our emotions, we're not getting defensive, then we get an opportunity to advocate, and we're going to advocate With compassion. With compassion. This is my favorite saying ever. I say it to you all the time. Hate and anger are so easy. Super simple. So easy. It just like flows out of us sometimes. Yes. Compassion and love, that's a choice that you have to make and that's hard. It can be really hard. It is. Especially when you're feeling attacked from the other side and you're feeling that people don't really understand. Right. It's hard to do, guys. It is. It is really hard. And it, it's kind of sad that as a human race, you know, it makes me a little bit sad that yeah. anger and hatred do come so naturally to us, yeah. to a majority of us. There's people listening right now that are like, that doesn't come naturally to me at all. I love everyone all the time. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. You know, I really try to practice that all throughout every single day of my life, too. Right. But there are definitely still situations where my humanity comes out where I am just like, oh, that would be so much easier if I could just say, you know, to you. Right. And like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Right. Right. But that experience has shown us it just doesn't get us anywhere. So compassion is sympathetic pity and concern. There's empathy. There's compassion. We're going to talk about empathy in a minute. Mm -hmm. They're so closely related sometimes or people think that they're really closely related but you really kind of hit the nail on the head a minute ago when you said that compassion is a choice it is yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's a choice so you need to decide that you're going to react Mm -hmm. with compassion with kindness with love the purpose of advocacy is to open up minds so that they consider learning and changing So we need to carefully and compassionately break down walls and not keep building them taller. That's what we need to do. And that's where compassion is the key. Right. And a lot of people are not used to being compassionately received in this situation. Right. And that makes their walls come down, their defenses come down. Mm -hmm. And that leads the door to having a good, honest, open conversation. Yeah. So we're back to your story with Tank, right? So we're back to your story with Tank. And you said that woman's face when I said, can I ask you why? 
And then yeah. her face was like, holy cow. So I'm going to add in a little bit of mythology here. You know, this may or sure. may not have happened. But let's say it's really possible. Let's say yeah. she's been in PetSmart several other times. Right. And let's say in the last five years, she's run into two other pit bull owners mm-hmm. with two other pit bulls. And she's had the same gut reaction. Yeah. And they've been like, what the fuck is your problem, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yes. It sounds really harsh. Right. And we just earned the explicit rating. Yes. Sounds really harsh. But you know what? I have heard Pitbull advocates come at it that way in person. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. In person, over the internet. Right. You name it. So let's say that she met these two other Pitbull people and that that's how she was received. Right. And so now there's swearing going on in front of her kid. Now she feels really isolated and really embarrassed by how she acted. And now she's also angry. She wasn't angry right. before. She was just scared. Yep. But now she's angry. Okay. Fast forward to her interaction with you and Tank. Yeah. And you stalk her through the store and she's a little nervous. But then you say, can I just ask you why? And her mind just goes, wow. Yeah. This lady cares about what is going on with me. This lady cares about me. She's right. concerned about me. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah. And I genuinely was after I got my anger in check. Right. Because that's not an effective way to advocate. Right. So you guys, it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It takes practice. It's not something that comes naturally to us. And it takes self-awareness too, right? right? Like you have to look at yourself and being like, okay, I got a little defensive there. Okay, I'm a little too emotional. You know, it's right. take, it, it's that component too. Yeah, you need to be able to self-reflect. And you need to mm-hmm. be able to go out and have a really bad outing and come home and go, okay, I'm going to do better next time. Right. It's okay. Yep. I haven't ruined the Pipple world. Right. But next time I'm going to go out, next time I'm going to do better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if, if you erupt at someone a little bit and you're able to five minutes later go up to that person and go, you know what? I'm really sorry. I got a little yeah. emotional there. Yeah. I really apologize. I just wanted to let you know. And you walk away and yep. that's it. Yep. You don't even have to ask why in that. But just go apologize and then get out of there. Sure. It kind of sounds so easy in, in discussion, but it's really, really difficult. And we're asking a lot of you. Yeah. And I know that. But I also know that of all of the advocates that I have met over the years and all of the seminars that we've had, I know yeah. that everybody can do it. We're and we've all gotten, capable yeah, of it. And we've gotten so much great feedback from people that are like, oh, my gosh. You know, I saw that neighbor that I have been just so at odds with for yeah. so many years. And I saw her and I said, hey, how are you doing today? And she looked at me like I was an alien. But she said, I'm fine. How are you? And I walked past her with my pit bull. And we've started to now have some sort of a relationship. We're probably not going to be best friends. Right. We're opening up to each other but now. But we don't mean mug each other when we walk past each other anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. And she doesn't say under her breath like oh that gross pit bull yeah you know she doesn't do that anymore and oh and then you know what happened next then she touched him she actually came up and pet him that's what happened when i started to do these things when i went over to her and i said hey why don't you like Petey, you know, after years of feuding, I just said, why don't you like Petey? And then she told me this crazy story. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? That's what happened. I'm so sorry. Ah. And validating their feelings, yes. too. Like, that's really important. I don't know if we're going to touch on that later. But like, yeah. you have to validate the other person's feelings because their experience is their experience and yeah. their perception. It's real. So for them, it's real. Right. You know, like, yep. 
Reality is a funny thing. Yeah, reality is a funny thing because yeah. some people live really in a different reality than what we live in. And that's okay. Right. We don't all have to live in the same reality. Things that are real to me might not be real to you. Right. And yeah. that is totally okay. So you've probably got a pretty good idea now of compassion of what we're talking about. Yeah. With that sidestep, right? Yeah. This is not even really a step forward. We're kind of making a lateral move here to empathy. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother beast, actually. It is a whole nother beast, but it's definitely in the same wheelhouse. It is. Yep. And people get very confused about the difference sure. between the two. You want to give it a stab? <laughs> between the two, yeah. Yeah. So empathy really is the ability to put yourself in another person's shoes and to kind of feel what they're feeling from their experiences. Compassion is having sympathy a little right. bit for them and like understanding their situation. Empathy is really putting yourself in their shoes and seeing things from their perspective. Right. Compassion is taking action to help someone feel better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and empathy is taking action for you to feel what they're feeling. Yeah. It's a more of an inward action. Right. Because it helps you then to be more compassionate and less emotional. Mm-hmm. And well, in my case, I get a little more emotional because I have a really hard time with my empathy. Yeah. There are people that I'm sure are listening because animal welfare is chocked full of what are called empaths. Yeah. And this is a really hard place to live. So you guys that are empaths that are out there, I feel you. I I literally, I feel your pain. I mm-hmm. feel how hard that life is. Yeah. One of the things, though, scientifically that we have found out just in the past couple of years mm-hmm. is that it used to be that they thought that if people weren't empathetic, that they couldn't develop it. Right. Yep. But studies have shown recently that if you aren't outwardly empathetic, and you feel like you are void of empathy, Mm -hmm. that you can develop empathy and that you can work toward that and your brain can change in a way that Mm -hmm. you can become more empathetic. So many of us are born with some varying degree of empathy. Some of us need to learn how to to practice being empathetic. Mm -hmm. But this is a rough one too though for people especially I think for kind of borderline people who have a lot of empathy but aren't quite empaths no I feel like it's kind of a little bit easier too in animal welfare to put yourself in the animal's shoes and have a little bit more compassion and empathy for the animal versus the person I feel like that's another hard thing for us in animal welfare to do because we're so focused on the dog right but really this is a people problem too Right. That's a really great point. Yeah. Because empathy doesn't stop with humans. No, it doesn't. Right. That is a really great point. So we'll deep dive into compassion and empathy in a later podcast. But I want to give a tiny bit of food for thought before we move on to the next key. When we're talking about having empathy, Mm -hmm. we're talking about in Pitbull land being an advocate. So we're talking about putting ourselves in the shoes of abusers, putting ourselves in the shoes of breeders, putting ourselves in the shoes of dog fighters. That's a big ass. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard to do. And there are some people listening right now that we have lost for the moment. (laughs) I know. You know, because because I've had some conversations after Pipple Universities where people have said, I can't do that. And I disagree with you. I disagree that we should be empathetic toward dog fighters. Okay, we can agree to disagree here too. Sure, totally, totally okay. okay. So this is hard, but that's where we're asking 
you to develop and practice some empathy. In all of these seven things, the more that we're going along with this podcast, yeah. man, these are so interwoven. They're so incredibly connected. Right. Yeah. So incredibly connected and just work so incredibly mm-hmm. well together. Yep. But it is. It's really hard. And so I'll leave it there for now. If you didn't like that statement, you probably are not going to like our deep dive into compassion and empathy. Please still tune in. You can yeah. always turn it off at of any course. point. But I'll tell you what, we're really going to stretch your comfort zone. One of the things that I always want to do when training advocates is to get you out of your comfort zone into the place where you're going to start changing because you're so uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, change is always uncomfortable and we want to challenge all of you to elevate your advocacy and we can't challenge you without putting stuff out there that you're like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Right. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, not be defensive. What? Be empathetic towards somebody that isn't treating their dog well in my mind? Wait a minute. And I want you to know, the main reason why I want to say that is because I want you to know that we realize that this is a challenge. Right, yeah. We're not blind to that at all. No, no. It's been a challenge for us. It Um, has, yeah. yeah, It's been a challenge for us and we want to be here every step of the way to help Mm -hmm. make these changes in advocacy. But I think it was really important that the folks that are listening, that they really understand that we get it and you're not going to like every single thing that we say and some of it's going to have to really sit and simmer for a little bit and some of it I think you're going to have to try and see the success that you obtain Mm -hmm. through it. Right. But please be brave enough to try it. Please be brave enough to go out there and to say, why do you feel that way? All you can do is And then push down that defensiveness and those emotions, right? All right. So quick recap before we move on. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask why. Yep. We're going to learn to harness our emotions. So important. We're not going to be getting defensive. Mm -hmm. We're going to choose compassion and empathy while we're advocating. And then... We're going to need to have a big toolbox full of great knowledge and keep arming yourself with knowledge. If this was a regulated industry, I'd be like, continuing education, you need to do continuing education. I'm from an insurance background originally, and we had to have a certain amount of hours of continuing education to keep our license. Mm -hmm. So if advocacy was a regulated industry, I'd be like, and you need 36 hours (laughs) with me. (laughs) Learning never stops. Right? In a day and a half, I'm going to do it all. Ah, You know, know I could too. You could, yes. Gosh, it would be so much fun. (laughs) But yeah, arming yourself with knowledge is fluid and is so important. And first of all, you're doing that now. Congratulations. Yay. Good job, folks. Woot woot. Good job. You're absolutely, you're doing that now and you're choosing to do that. And kudos to you. You are absolutely on the road to being a better advocate and to being part of the more advocates that we're, that army, yep. that army that we want. Yes. Pitbull Advocates of America, yep. the army. <laughs> the I army. Love it. So there are organizations Yes, Bad Rap is our favorite organization. I love. Check them out if you haven't heard of them before. Yeah, they're from Oakland, California, badrap.org. They're doing all the things right. They're doing everything right, and they've been doing it right since 1999. They ooze compassion. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. It, like, oozes out of everything they do. So they are founded, I feel like, in creating communities that value dogs as companions. Nailed it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then they do. They ooze with compassion. 
compassion and kindness. Mm -hmm. We've really been attempting to emulate this organization (laughs) since 2008. We have been trying and trying and trying. Their bar is so high. It is. And every once in a while, I feel like that kid, you know, when you were a little kid, and you wanted to try and hit the top of the door frame. Yeah. And you were mm-hmm. a little kid and you're yeah. like, ah, oh, I feel like we're that kid and bad rap is the top of the door frame. And we keep jumping up. Yes. And every once in a while, I feel like we're just barely so scraping close. our fingertips. Yep. Right. Yep. So as a country of advocates, this is where we want to go, man. If you haven't ever heard of bad rap, there's a lot of great organizations out there. I'm sorry. Absolutely, you know, yeah. we geek out over bad rap. So in a serious sort of way, if yeah. you couldn't tell. There's some decent movies. Yeah, there is. But Beyond the Myth is a pretty good movie. I think that Beyond the Myth was. Yeah, I think that that was a good movie. I think that The Champions, that's a movie that advocates just cry to. Yeah, it's a powerful movie. Right. So, yeah, we did a screening of that movie Mm -hmm. in the theater, you know, in a Marcus theater. It's one of those things where you just hear, (laughs) you know, and I had seen that movie so many times by then that I was like, okay, I'm going to get up and talk after the movie and thank everybody for coming and stuff. No, no. Still couldn't, still couldn't get through. I wasn't quite like bawling, like, you know, like blubbering anymore, like the fifth or sixth time. But I think it's really factual. And I think that it has Mm -hmm. a lot of good knowledge in there. And if you don't know a lot about dogfighting, which will be a separate podcast as well, several of them, I think it gives you a pretty decent base of knowledge and of the Vic case, obviously, in particular. Right. So I think that that provides you with some good knowledge. There's some good books. Yeah. The Pitbull Life is really a good one. Yeah. Deirdre Franklin, Mm -hmm. Pinups for Pitbulls. Great organization, too. She's going to be a guest. Yeah, that's so exciting. On the podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. at some point. There's so much going on with COVID and with right, trying to keep yeah. our organizations alive and yeah. whatnot. So it might be a minute, yeah. but I'm excited for that. Yeah. Another book and another future guest very soon, future guest of the podcast. Yes. Rue Yori. With Wallace. Yeah, yeah. with Wallace. And that was a great book. Yes. Cried during that one, too, Excellent I book. <laughs> Excellent book. Had you met Wallace? I did, yeah. Oh, I believe good. he came to the Pet Expo once, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. And, and Hector, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Rue was also Hector of the Michael Vick case. Yeah. It's also Hector's dog, Rue and Clara. Great couple. Oh, my gosh. Really good writers. Who yeah. knew? Yeah. Such <laughs> really. kind people. Oh, my gosh. Again. Again. Yes, again. Yes. So like awesome, awesome advocate and really using these tools to do their advocacy. Absolutely. There's going to be one more book. My favorite book. Yeah, there's going to be one more book, hopefully before 2020 comes to an end. Fingers crossed. Otherwise, early 2021 release. And it's really going to help you because... It's going to be all about everything that this podcast is about. And that book is going to be called How to Be an Advocate, Not an Asshole. It's a fantastic title. Yeah. And I'm pretty proud of this because the author is Michelle Siraki. What? That's so exciting. Yeah. It's going to be a Pitbull Advocates of America book. That's awesome. And it's going to be about how to advocate. Fantastic. So we're really excited about that. So keep your eyes peeled for information on that. It's definitely going to be toward the end of the year, though. So we've got a little bit of time yet before that's going to be published and ready for purchase. So but it is really important that you fill up your toolbox with a ton of knowledge. So check out some of the resources that we just mentioned. They're all really good and keep learning. 
Yeah, never stop learning. Never stop learning. Never stop teaching us. Right. Yes, we want to hear from you. We want to talk with you. We want to collaborate. Absolutely. There should be a post on Facebook today yep. about mm-hmm. this podcast dropping. Go to our Facebook, PBAOA, or you can look up Pitbull Advocates of America too, you can, right? Yeah. So either PBAOA or Pitbull Advocates of America. Yep. But if you haven't already liked our page, like our page, check out that post and let us know what you're thinking. Yep. We can't wait to see your comments. For and sure. what you're thinking. Yep. And our last key point to advocacy here, because we're already at the end. Can we're you believe it? We're already at the end. It was a quick podcast for us. It was. It's yeah. because it's so much fun. It is. Yeah. I've had a blast. I have had yes. a total blast. Yes. So last, but certainly not least. Yes. Number seven, offer non-judgmental support. Right. Man, that is hard to do sometimes. All of these things. <laughs> yes, they are. Are hard yep. to do. But judging someone puts them on the defensive and you in a mental place where you think you already know. So we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Most people that we are interacting with, they don't mean any harm. They just don't know what we know. And again, there's that fear component here that I think that gets kind of confused with anger and then we're defensive and they're defensive. But again, non-judgmental support really is the key here. Yeah, it is. And it's the key to us helping to create communities that value their dogs as companions. So I think sometimes this comes in when we see someone that we think is not quite valuing their dog the way that we do or the Mm. way that we think that they should. And then all of a sudden, we're just pulling out judgment left and right. Things are not always as they seem, folks. No, things are not always as they seem. You gotta take a step back. I got... An email from this woman who was considering either rehoming or euthanizing her dog. And she was trying to make this really difficult decision. And in her email, she said, I'm reaching out to you because your website is so compassionate and didn't make me feel like a jerk. So I'm wondering if you can help me. Yeah. So I picked up the phone immediately and called her. She put her phone number there. Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone immediately and called her and started talking to her about this incredibly difficult decision. And she and her husband were actually both on the phone. And they were just like, man, people have been so mean to our friends yeah. have been so mean to us yeah. about considering euthanizing our dog and there was a there's a whole story behind that story about what happened with this dog and about what they were going through and it was a big mess but the point is that our organization gave them the peace that they needed and the feeling that they weren't alone and that they weren't being judged because they needed to either give up or euthanize their dog and this is a place i think where a lot of a lot of people and a lot of advocates Mm-hmm. Man, life is not black and white, guys. It's a whole lot of gray. Life is messy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. There are circumstances that happen that are out of our control. A lot of circumstances. Yes. So if we can lessen that judgment, yeah, that'll really help us elevate our advocacy. Right. Absolutely. And that's just one example. Yeah. There's just so many different yeah. things. And this really leads us to our very next podcast it is the one with the second brick. Yes. I see a theme. I see a theme I, too. I like it. I see a theme too. We're going to build the most awesome advocacy structure <laughs> <Yeah>. ever seen. <laughs> 
anywhere I'm ever. Excited. I know. We've got a foundation now. Yep. We've got one brick. Mm-hmm. We're going to be putting on another brick next time. So we really hope that you'll join us for that. We hope that this has been encouraging and challenging and fun for you to listen to. Yeah, it makes you think about some stuff. I hope so. Yeah. Even just doing this with you yeah. makes me think. Of course, yeah. Makes me think. Because we want to elevate our advocacy as well. We're certainly not perfect. Every day. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it so, so much. We appreciate you so much. Have a super day. Yes. And we'll talk to you again soon. See you later. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends and family. Click the share button on the app or take a screenshot and put it on your social media. Please consider taking the next step in advocacy, you guys, by visiting the website at pitbulladvocates.org. Order a bumper sticker, start a campaign in your area, or just ask us for help. I want to thank all of you who give financially to keep our mission moving forward. You can give now by simply texting PBAOA to 44321. We always appreciate your generosity. Oh, and don't forget to click subscribe. Apparently that's a really important part of this whole podcasting thing. Thank you all for being part of the solution and God bless you.